Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by now. Here's JP. And the 0-1 pitch is lifted deep into left. That ball is going to go. And the Mets are going to win this game. Oh, no. No. Did that just happen? Did the polar bear sink the rays? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. That happened last night. Welcome into the J.P. Peterson Show on this Thursday. I got the day right today, so that's good. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) what happened last night? Last night was a disaster. Last night was a. I'm trying to watch the Rays game. You know, my Bally's is not working right. It's spinning. Then I'm trying to watch the the basketball game, and that goes out at the end of the game on my YouTube TV. What the hell is going on to all the freaking <laughs> Wi-Fi and all, our, our infrastructure is crumbling around us? Are we being attacked? This is what you get. You cord, <sighs> All you cord cutters are getting exactly what you deserve. Golly. I'm staying on the dark side known as cable. I'm, yeah. nev- I'm never leaving cable, I've decided. After all these issues that I keep seeing everyone reporting. I might have to go back to the evil spectrum. I'm, I mean, I have their Wi-Fi, which is, you know, not great anyway. But the, 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 all the other stuff is just, it's not proven. It's not good enough. It gets overloaded. Now, YouTube is going to have the NFL Sunday ticket. You better Ooh. buy a few more servers, YouTube. Get your, get your shit together. Uh, welcome into the show here today. We got lots of fun to, for you today, and uh, hopefully a newsmaking interview coming up later on in the show is Ken Hagen, chairman of the Hillsborough County Commission, point man for the Rays Stadium efforts in Hillsborough County, will join us at eleven fifteen with an update. Uh, the Rays are meeting with the TSA this uh, this morning. Uh, Eric Hart, head of the TSA, will be in that meeting. Outside counsel for Hillsborough County will be in that meeting as well. The Rays will be in that meeting. Uh, it's a pretty tight circle as they try to keep these things tight. But we'll, uh, I don't know if we'll have any information about what went on in the meeting, but we'll try to get that to you. Um, just to be absolutely honest with you, we don't want to tease something we don't have. But Ken certainly has obviously been in the process for a long, long time and will be able to give us an update, which we haven't had him on in a while. We haven't heard much from the Tampa side in a while, so I'll be very interested to hear what he has to say. And I hope you will stick around till 1115 uh, to join us with that. Good morning to all our folks, Christopher Cole and everybody else there on uh, on our YouTube uh, channel here. Remember, you can comment on the YouTube channel. You can comment on Facebook. On Twitter, at FanStreamJP or Nick Gaddis News or the J.P. Peterson Show. Always you can interact with the show uh, that way. Uh, we're going to get to the Rays. Obviously, a, a very disappointing loss last night. And some strategical questions for the manager, I think, is fair. We can have those discussions today. Um, we're going to talk about college football a little bit. Some big portal news for Florida State. Some bad news for USF. Um, we'll get into that a little bit as their NIL numbers were released. I don't know what's more embarrassing, offering $13 million to, a, to the top quarterback recruit and then saying, uh, 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 we don't have the money, go Gators, or having a total NIL of $29,000. I would think it took more to build the web, the NIL uh, of, what is it, Fowler Collective Fowler website? Collective, yeah. Probably took more money to build the website than $29,000. 
in NIL deals? I would think so. I would think so, yeah. You know what that gets you? 111. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it all makes sense, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah, it, 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 and, you know, it's interesting. We were, we were talking to Kurt Weiler the other day who covers uh, FSU for the Osceola Rivals Network, and I asked him, you know, that question because he's, you know, he's like the beat writer there. And I said, you got any NIL numbers on Florida State? And he's like, no, these things are kept very, very private. They're not public record. So it's it's tough. And there, I think there's some websites out there that try to guess, but I don't think they're very accurate, to be quite honest. So we'll get into a little bit of that conversation as well. Um, talk some bucks today, and we'll do some NBA, John Morant situation. I don't know if you, you, you were telling me. I didn't see the Charles Barkley comments and the – J.J. Reddick comments, so we'll get into that a little bit today as well, and uh, we'll see where else the show goes uh, on this on this Thursday. And we got the PGA Championship. Forgot about that. The PGA Championship kicks off this morning, or tees off this morning, up in Rochester, um, and we'll uh, keep you abreast of what's going on up there. Did they have a little delay this morning? A little frost delay? A lot of maybe? frost, I heard. Yeah, 38 degrees, and, and some of the big boys going off this morning got the, you know, got the wrong end of the Thursday-Friday weather. Um, Gary Woodland, John Rahm, and Scheffler were scheduled to go out at 8 o'clock this morning when it's about 38 degrees. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, we already, we already got some comments from, from the folks about the NIL. Um, Pat Burnham wants to know, where did you find the USF NIL info? It was on Twitter. Uh, it was uh, Matt, Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times. Matt Baker. The put Tampa. out something, yeah. yeah. So check out his, his Twitter, and we'll, that's, we'll refer to that a little bit later on. But we're going to start with the Rays. As you just heard, the walk-off uh, by the Polar Bear last night, Pete Alonzo in the 10th inning as the Rays' offense came back time and time again last night and uh, seemed to be in control of this game, but the bullpen was a disaster last night, an absolute abject failure by the bullpen. Is Ryan Thompson... Uh, gives up a two-run homer that erases a two-run lead. Then the uh, Brandon Lau comes back with a big bomb of his own, and they tack on a run. They can take a 5-2 lead in the ninth. And then Jason Adam, who has not been good lately either, um, uh, screws up and gives up a, a three-run homer. Uh, then the Rays take another lead, and they give that up as well. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the strategy, but um, – it was, you know, I, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm going, okay, you know, wow, Brandon Lau. It, it, I mean, that was a huge, huge moment for him. That, and he's starting to get going a little bit. I mean, we, we've been on his ass and want him out of the lineup, drop him in the lineup. And, of course, as soon as we say that, you know he's going to get hot. That's why we do it. So um, let's hear what uh, Brandon Lau did last night in the, uh, what was this, the eighth inning or the ninth inning? Uh, this was in the eighth inning eighth off inning. of uh, Adam Odovino to give the Rays a 4-2 to lead. And a high shot back into right field. Marte turns around, goes to the track. That baby is gone. Home run off the bat of Brandon Lau. And the Rays re-grab the lead on Lau's eighth home run of the year. How about that? He's got eight home runs. We've been, of course, he was also two for 43. Yeah. So, and and that, that's him. always the thing with him. It's like, yeah, he's got eight home runs. I think he's got, what, four RBIs, five RBIs in the last three games. And, you know, we're, we're, dog, we're dogging him because of the two for 43. It just gets so bad for so long. And then he comes back and uh, does something like this. His batting average dropped about 100 points over the last yeah. two weeks. And that was a curveball. Yeah, that was off. I think it might have been a slider. That was off speed there from Adovino. But to his point, and he's been walking more, 
He's been starting to have some long fly out, some long flyouts and everything. He's been much more of a tougher at bat. So I wasn't that surprised when he hit that home run because you could see it in real time. He was starting to, to pick up his timing a little bit. Yeah. And then um, so then they go up 4-2, and then Adam comes on, um, walks Vogelbach on four pitches, and then, then goes 0-2 on Sterling Marte, and then hits him. That to me was that was the that was the, the the pitch that really screwed him. You could feel it coming. Yeah, over the TV screen, it was coming over into my living room. I could feel a blow up coming right away from Jason Adam in that moment. He has not been sharp lately. Last time we saw him was on that Sunday against New York, which the scare of all scares, yes. where Judge missed a home run by just a little bit. Yep, and. That would have been a disaster. And he throws a hanger, man, to Francisco Alvarez, who crushed that baseball. Absolutely crushed it. And, you know, I said this yesterday, that the Rays are going to have a hard time finishing off close, tight games right now because Mm -hmm. of this bullpen. I don't care. I mean, and we said yesterday, if you score eight runs like they've done as much as they have— uh, you're going to win the games more often than not regardless. Well, right. Score seven runs, you, you should win. <laughs> they came up one run short of their uh, their target point, unfortunately. I don't know how sustainable that is because the, the back half of this bullpen and really the entire bullpen right now, outside of Colin Pochet, who all of a sudden is the most reliable arm we have, who yeah. we never thought we'd be saying that one, uh, this bullpen has been pitiful. It's been absolutely pitiful. In the month of May, including last night, the Rays have the worst bullpen ERA in baseball in the month of May. They are absolutely pitiful right now. Yeah. And, and, and why is that? Because they've relied on them a lot. You know, it always seems to catch up with you. You're like, okay. And, and when you lose starters and bullpen guys have to come in and fill those innings, eventually they get worn down. And I think that's where Jason Adam is right now. You know, Fairbanks doesn't have a whole lot of excuse because he's been – well, his excuse is he hasn't pitched since April 28th. Oh, and it was below 50 degrees. And so. it was below 50 <laughs> degrees. So, you know, he gives up a bleeder. They already have the runner on second. He gives up the bleeder. It's first and third. Uh, he gets Lindor, strikes him out. So it's one out, first and third. And Pete Alonzo, playing high school, our man, the polar bear, comes up. Obviously, there's room to put him on. And you can load the bases, get a force at every base. And who is coming up next? Uh, Vogelbach. Daniel Vogelbach, yeah. Yeah, a lefty. Two home runs this year. Two home runs. How many has Pete got now? Fifteen? Yeah. Leads the leads, National League. Leads all of baseball. Leads yeah. all of baseball. Come on, Cashy. We got we to we walk him there. You got to walk him there. And people say, well, you're putting the winning run on. Uh, yeah, but it's one out. And the winning run's at first, not at second. And you avoid pitching to the only guy that can end it in one swing. It, it, the best guy to end it in one yeah. swing in all of Major League Baseball. I don't, I, I, I don't see that. As, as a good play there. Well, the only thing I can think of is you load, you load the bases, now you're just a base hit away from the game being tied anyway. So I thought maybe he tried to pick the lesser of the evils. Like, yeah, let's take our chances true. with Pete Alonzo and see that's if we can true. get him out. Let me trust in the guy who hasn't given up a run since July of 2022. Remember yeah. that. He'd gone 30 innings straight yeah, of not giving up a run. since April 28th. That's true, and it was also a little chilly last night yes. in, uh, yes. in Queens, New York. Which is probably why Adam came out in the ninth instead of Fairbanks, to be see, fair. See, I, I know it's, it's Monday morning quarterback today, right? 
but I would have liked to have seen Fairbanks rather than Adam in the ninth. Because Adam's been struggling. Because Adam's been struggling, and Fairbanks has been called up for like two or three days now, and it's yeah. like, if he's ready to go, this is your closer. Yeah. This is a game that... That's oh, another questionable decision. This is a game that yeah. you know could get away from you at any moment. Let's put in the guy who I can rely on more often than not mm-hmm. than the guy who's clearly fighting it right now. Yeah. No, those are those are two I think managerial questions right there that you could definitely question. I think you, you, you Fairbanks would have been the guy for the ninth with Adam struggling, and Adam has pitched what a couple days in a row or he hadn't pitched since of, Sunday since Sunday, yeah. Um, but he's been struggling, yeah. So he was well, he was fresh too. So I I don't know. I, I think Fairbanks may have been the play there, but that's to me more of a. I think I think you walk Alonzo there. I think you got to walk a lot to that. Yeah, it's just disheartening because you know they have a chance if they get it done today they can go five and five on this road trip, which is their first extended road trip of the season. And mm-hmm. five and five would be you know that's fine. Yeah. You know we'll take five and five, but it's frustrating because the last three games that they have they have they have conceded away the two to New York and now this one to the Mets. They've All three leads. of those games they've had late leads in the and eighth and ninth too. innings and some big leads. Yeah, and they like a two run lead and then a three run lead the ninth. Yeah, and the bullpen you is gotta get that done. And the bullpen has pissed it away. Yeah. That to me right now we've talked about things. What's going to stop this team? And you know we've been looking at injuries, and yeah. that is true. But the starting pitching has honestly held up for the most part. Uh, Josh Fleming was great was last great. night. He was great. He's fantastic. And he and he didn't, they didn't do the opener either. And mm-hmm. we know his splits the opener when he has it and when he comes out as the full starter. Yeah. He kind of reversed that yesterday. He's been great. They've gotten good quality innings from uh, from Yanni Chirinos and some other guys to piece it together. This bullpen right now is just killing him. That's what's going to stop them. And I know it's May, and nobody wants to freak out, and they're 32 and 12. And I'm not – I understand that. But this is a team that we think has aspirations to play some big-time ball when we get to October. Of course. And when you shorten the game a little bit, it's going to be your bullpen for at least five or six innings in October. And the way the Rays are currently constructed, I don't think they have a shot. I don't think they have a shot, and I'm not calling for a trade to be made right now. I know there was a lot of fans who were unhappy with this and are calling for a trade. You know, trade somebody right now. Go get an arm. It's May. The prices on these guys right now are going to be astronomical. Nobody wants to trade anybody in May. Or Aldis Chapman right now, throwing 104. I would love to see it, but the Royals signed a Rollis Chapman for one reason, and that was to use him as trade bait after they fix him. They've right. done that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to hold out until July, probably the last day. There's going to be probably the big teams are all going to be bidding on it. So mm-hmm. I don't know how realistic it's going to be. And who, what are the Rays comfortable with giving up is always going to be the question. I'm just saying that by the time we get to July, they have to make moves in the bullpen. And it's not just getting guys off of waivers like they have done this year so far, like they've, what they've had to do, stop gaps. They've got to get at least, I think, two proven arms in that bullpen. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know if Chapman would be a great fit from a clubhouse standpoint. An older guy, a former Yankee, who's got some... Quit on his team last year. Quit on his team last year. He's got some history with the Rays. I I think that would be a challenge to fit into a team that has great chemistry. From a personality right standpoint, though, given you know the Hispanic influence on the roster, I thought maybe you know that would help him, perhaps. Maybe. You know, Maybe. just looking at it, he kind of fits that kind of character of the team from that standpoint. But yeah, we we'll go back to the uh, to the gun issue with his uh, yeah fiance years ago. Yeah, yeah, that that was not and last year. Getting a tattoo during a playoff yeah. run and yeah, I, I just it doesn't doesn't seem like um, uh, a Rays brand. No, it doesn't very well. 
It just doesn't. So I don't know. I, I, I think I might look elsewhere. There's other arms out there. Yeah, there always is. I might look elsewhere. I, but uh, I'll send him Devin White. <laughs> we trade Devin White for him? Um, maybe not. Uh, all right. Uh, let's hear from Cash last night and uh, get his take on some of these decisions. Hopefully, I, I didn't see the interview. So was he asked about this? I hope he was. We'll, we shall see. We'll find out together. Healthy, looked healthy, threw the ball over the plate. I mean, Pete Alonzo's probably the wrong guy you want hitting in that situation. He can knock the ball out of the ballpark against anybody, and he did. You know, happy with the way we performed, certainly the offense, but they kept coming back with some big home runs and ended it with the biggest home run. And Jason Adam, that that three-run home run from Alvarez, the walk, the hit-by-pitch, what were you seeing from him on the mound? I think those first two, uh, the walk and the hit-by-pitch, was probably what what's going to frustrate him most. Uh, you're going to give up some hits. You're going to give up some home runs. Uh, the free passes, though, and I think he had Marte 0-2 or 1-2. Um, but, look, give him credit. They did a good job, and when they needed to come up with a big hit, they came up with a hit that left the ballpark. No, not the ending you wanted, but arguably the, your offense came up with big hits when you needed it, too. Was that at least good to see them battle the entire game? Very encouraged by the, the offense. Look, th- their starting pitcher was really good. Um, electric stuff. I don't know if that was his best outing, but I would imagine it's got to be up there. Uh, he had the fastball, the cutter, the split going, and we kept grinding through it, even though we kind of racked up some strikeouts. Um, we stayed at it, and our pitching was good. Uh, Fleming kind of matched him really well, so happy with that. It was a weird night. You had 17 strikeouts in regulation mm-hmm. and still to score five runs. It seemed like that was a matter of just productivity at the right time. Yeah. you know, It was good to see Bilal um, get a hold of one. I know he's kind of been waiting on that home run, uh, but he certainly looks better at the plate, more comfortable at the plate, but weird night. I mean, I guess you can describe it that way. I know you, we've talked about the bullpen before, but those, you, you talk about hitters having the right guys up. Those are probably the two right guys you want with a lead, uh, Jason yeah. and Pete out there. No, right? no doubt. I mean, if, if they're available tomorrow, we'll play out the same scenario. Was there any question with Pete just getting ready, given the cooler temperatures? Nope. Uh, we, I mean, we tracked. I, we were making sure that he was okay and definitely gave the thumbs up that he was good to go. Brandon, uh, you said Brandon Lau was getting out of the slump a couple of days ago. It looks like the last two games, it looks like he is. Yeah, uh, I agree. He's hitting the ball hard. He's laying off pitches that he was swinging at uh, a week ago. He's getting himself in better counts, and when they come into the zone, it seems like he's really on time, ready to hit. All right, well, you know, he said that's it wasn't really asked whether to, to walk Alonzo there. But, uh, but he kind of said, I, I would, if the scenario came up again, I'd play it the exact same way and take my bet with, with Jason Adam and Pete Fairbanks. And that's, listen, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, Jason yeah. Adam was your best guy that you had last year for the entire year, right? You, just don't, you don't want to get beat by their best guy when Vogelback is sitting there with two home runs. No, I, I understand it's, that. It's, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it's probably more hindsight as 2020. But I, when I'm watching the game, I'm like, eh, do I really want to see Alonzo here? He did hit a home run yesterday. And he was sitting. He was oh, sitting yeah. on that one. Yeah, he's waiting. He's In waiting fact, I think he was almost fastball. early on that 98 a little bit. Yeah. He yeah, jumped he, on he that. Blasted that one. And it was, you know, it was up in the zone, but not up enough. And it was a little out, outside, too. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a horrible pitch. It was, a, it was the outer third and, and up a little bit. But I wouldn't, you know, I, I'll, get, I'll give Alonzo a little bit of credit there. Yeah. That, 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 that's, and it was 98, right? Yeah. Let's hear what Fairbanks had to say. I thought he was pretty uh, up front. Now, this is after he went and did his anger management thing in the batting cage 
evidently, according to Mark Tompkins <laughs> in the Times, he goes into the batting cage and puts balls on the tee and swings as hard as he can. And, and you know, in lieu of punching a wall and breaking your hand, I think this is a pretty good idea. But it's just interesting to note that he <laughs> has to go. I like. I kind of like that coping mechanism. I think I would have put one outside the yard, like when I get pissed <laughs> off to go out there and just whack, whack that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. All right, let's hear from B. Fairbanks. You got it. Um, just an, a very unfortunate time to be the lesser Pete, and lesser Pete. We'll get back out there tomorrow and, and try and get him in the same spot. Uh, it's, you know, I went the cage and hit some as hard as that one was hit, and you know, processed it. Now it's you know time to get ready for tomorrow. And then. You know, obviously it was a little chilly out there. Cash mentioned that he does feel like you are fully healthy. I'd imagine that's fair to say. Yeah, I know. I feel good. I've got my wool socks and obviously my turtleneck and all sorts of things <laughs> that I'm doing for it. So um, that is not a crutch that I'm going to fall back on. I'm going to do everything to take care of it. And tonight felt good. Just was unfortunately on the wrong side of things. So The pitch, what were you trying to do with it? I was trying to get him to swing and miss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where you wanted it to go. I might not have been high enough since he's a big old dude, but uh, you know, I'm trying to go up, trying to you know get a swing and miss, and, and go back from there. So he got it this time. You know, we'll move on. Yeah, you know, that's it. He's trying to he's trying to throw a high fastball up and out. You know, he, here's the thing: he probably missed this spot by what an inch and a half. Yeah, inches? he didn't miss it. He did not miss it by much. Yeah, I, 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 it wasn't a ball that was thigh high down the middle of the plate. Like, no, and, uh, and like Ryan Thompson, given the, the one lo- Ryan Thompson gave up. Given the location of it, you'd think somebody would take it the up the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, because that one was high in a way, but he was just so like sitting on it. Yeah. I like I said, I think he might have been early on it, and that's how he and because he's so damn strong, like he. Described him there, he's a big old dude. Yeah, he was able to just yank it the other way as a bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we like when Pete hits home runs against everybody else, but I, do what it gets a hometown team, Pete. You know, and I'm sorry too, by the way. This was funny that he uh, it's 50 degrees and he has my wool, wool socks. socks, wool socks, and a turtleneck. He like embodies what it is to be a Tampa Bay resident right there. Wool socks and a turtleneck <laughs> in 50-degree weather. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, well. But I don't even think this was really an example of the, pit, the, the cold weather getting him. I really don't. Like, it was a bloop, a bloop single that outlasted Brandon Lau by a little bit, right, mm-hmm. to get the yeah. first run home. Yeah. And then he comes back and he strikes out Lindor. Yeah. He didn't have command issues in, in this outing. Yeah, you tip your cap to, to Alonzo. Pete Alonzo is a... Is an MVP caliber type player. That's why I don't really blame Fairbanks as much. I mean, if, if you blame anybody there, I blame Cash. Let, get beat by Vogelbach. Don't get beat by, by Alonzo. Yeah. You know? But I'm sure they're looking at the strikeout there, too, thinking, okay, but it's, it's a, you got a two-run lead. you got a two-run lead. It, it, but, yeah, it's just Kevin Cash, we know this. This is what makes him the, the, the best manager in baseball is he has a, he has a trust in these guys, unlike yeah. anybody around the league. Well. He thinks he's got the better guys, and in that matchup, he's like, okay, you got Pete Alonso who's the best home run hitter, but I got probably what I think is the best reliever in baseball. Is that fair to say? Yeah, look you at could, the numbers. You look at the, the numbers don't lie. 30 scoreless innings for Pete Fairbanks. So I think in that moment, he trusted his guys. Listen, it's the same way. You can you say the same thing about the Brandon Lau situation, right. who's been struggling and just couldn't hit a lick for anything for the last two, three weeks. And did he ever drop him in the lineup? Nope. No. As much as we called for it, No. He allowed him to fix himself, and now he's, he looks like he's about to go on some kind of tear here for the next two weeks, which that's, he's capable of doing. That's, that's kind of what you get with Kevin Cash. So it's hard to, again, really bang on him, I think, as well, without it sounding like Monday morning quarterback. Right, exactly. 
Uh, all right, so the Rays will get back at it today. Uh, oh, by the way, Tyler Glass now is going to make a fourth start in Durham. Please explain. Uh, I have no explanation for you. I mean, obviously, we don't know anything about his medical condition or anything. They know a lot more than we do. So we got to trust him on this. But that seems a little weird. As good as he pitched the other day, nine strikeouts in four innings, I don't know what there's left to accomplish. But we'll trust them on that one because they obviously know a lot more than we do. But they did bring Taj up. Taj is going to go on the mound today, which, by the way, it's a 12.30 start for those who are – we might get behind a little bit. It's 1230. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Taj is going to go out there. It's going to be his fourth start. And a lot of people were surprised by that. It seems like there was split opinion, at least among fans. Should they call him up? Is it best to just keep him down and let him work things out? Because I think in the three starts he's been back in Durham, um, he's blown up in every single one. And, you know, we kind of had the discussion off air. It's kind of weird. We've kind of had the discussion off air. It's like you get a taste of the big leagues and you kind of, I don't want to say dominate, but you were really good in those starts. Borderline great in at least one of them, and now you go back to AAA, and, and you know it's just a different atmosphere. Like maybe that played something into it, you know, not getting amped up like you would for an MLB game. I don't know, but I think they definitely need him at this point. And if he if he has a good outing today, I think he's going to stick around for the long haul. I don't know if he's going to go back to AAA if he has a good outing tonight. Um, yeah, true. Um, but will he? He's been awful in AAA. He has. And That's now, which is and, weird. and this is a team now with the Mets who are really been struggling. Last night, you kind of got the sense that that might be the turning point for them. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Pete Alonso after the game, uh, he was speaking on the uh, the mic over the over the stadium, and he was like, he told the crowd, he's like, "Thank you all for coming out, and let's effing go Mets." Yeah, and he like said the word and everything. So oh, yeah, so you kind of feel that this is a team now that thinks they're turning a corner. So it could be a little bit of a dangerous matchup for him today. Okay. All right, um, the PGA Championship is underway, and if you had Kazuki Higa. Who? Kazuki Higa at, on your uh, bingo card, congratulations. He's four under par. He teed off at 10, parred 10, birdied 11, 12, 13, and 14. In the cold weather on this 7,400-yard course almost. Like, who the hell is this guy? I'm looking him up. He's got no previous starts. Is he one of the PGA pros in this one? The Magnificent 20 that get in? I don't know. But Kazuki Higa is your leader uh, right now at uh, four under par, burning four of the first five. I, I, you know, we've heard all week long that this, this course, a redesigned Donald Ross course, is an absolute bear. It's hosted the Ryder Cup before, other PGA championships, and it's um, been lengthened, obviously, and redesigned. Uh, they were, we were thinking that par was a good score. Andy North was talking yesterday on ESPN. Par in the morning round would be a good score. And uh, Higa, Kazuki Higa, is off to a four-under start. Scott Stallings is two-under. Um, the the big three just went out of Kepka. I had that wrong. Kepka, Woodland, and Scheffler just went out. And they are uh, they're just getting started. So we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, also, one under par is Thurston. Thurston Lawrence. Thurston Howell III is at one under par for you uh, Gilligan's Islands fan. There's a Thurston out there. T-H. Oh, it's Thurston. I was hoping it was Thurston. It's Thurston. Thurston Lawrence is one under par. So, uh, some names you might not have recognized on the on the leaderboard. That will certainly change uh, pretty pretty quick. 
So, all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We're uh, brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S, lawgroup.com. Get the personal attention you so richly deserve as a client at the Jeeves Law Group. If you have any legal questions at all, they do it all over there. Whether it's accident, you have issues at work, um, real estate, whatever it is, they are on the job. JeevesLawGroup.com. I've had Scott Jeeves in studio here a couple of times. Very approachable uh, man. You can uh, just give him a call. They'll they'll chat with you, tell you if you have a case. Very easy, no intimidation, no pressure. Uh, good folks over there. So go to JeevesLawGroup.com, contact them through the website. Back in three. Stay with us. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will 
do all the work, you save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, B-A-M-M-C dot com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank, but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa, and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. Only just begun. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show, brought to you by Bay Area Modern Medical Center. If uh, you're thinking about getting into the uh, testosterone replacement gang game, um, highly recommend Chris Lugo and his team over there at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. They do it the right way. They get your levels, monitor your levels, and make sure um, you're doing everything the right way. Because so many of these testosterone clinics don't do it that way. They don't have medical folks that are really overseeing it. It's kind of a one-size-fits-all, get-you-in, get-you-out-the-door type deal. Um, but that's not the way they do it at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. They spend a lot of time with you to look at your overall health, make sure testosterone is something that you need. And there will be other things that you need as well. It's not just a, a one-shot deal. So. Uh, that's why you do it the right way, and that's at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. So check them out, B-A-M-M-C 
com is where you go for that. Um, couple uh, get to some of the comments before we move on to some bucks stuff and some other things um our good friend james says what a disaster usf football is at some point can we point to the ad yeah at some point you're going to have to point to the ad <laughs> now i will say this about michael kelly um he certainly has gotten the facilities right he's gotten fundraising right done a lot of good things they just announced the new football stadium 340 million dollars uh, article in the Times yesterday on how it's going to be paid for. I um, thought it was interesting that they com- they considered doing a public-private partnership, you know, kind of like we've seen with the Brave Stadium and other places that would have built, I guess, some other type of infrastructure around it, which would have been interesting for a, uh, a, a public university. I don't think we've seen anything like that done in building stadiums. Um, but that said, you know, there's a lot of revenue that they will get out of this stadium that they don't get at Raymond James Stadium, like naming rights, um, premium seating rights, all those things, they'll be able to control that, and that's really the main reason to do the on-campus stadium. But the financing looks, you know, looks like a, a pretty, pretty standard deal. I don't think there's any, you know, red herrings there or anything that that, that catches your eye. Um, and I think, and I don't think it's going to take money away from necessarily where they need to put money, which is in NIL. Um, I mean, it all goes into the same pot, so I guess that's probably kind of a um, maybe not the most accurate statement, but. When, when Matt, Baker, Matt Baker put this out from the Times, that the numbers that he got from the collective were there were, what, 20, 29 deals for $29,000 or something? 97. 97 and that, that, deals. Was, that was what was reported. So there, yeah. there may be more other deals that were reported differently, but that's the yeah. public information. That's just the public information. Yeah. Good, so there could be more. <clears throat> yeah. And, and to the point, because you mentioned the Fowler App Collective, I did, I did see this actually over the weekend. They, they made two big additions to it. Uh, Larry Antonucci, uh, development director, and then obviously Will Turner, formerly of 24-7, yeah. has left his post to become the fan engagement director. So it looks like they're putting some some uh, commitment there to try to get that going a little bit because that number, is, and we don't know what all the other numbers are, obviously, but I can't imagine there are many that are that low around the country. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But, you know, the NIL deal is a weird thing because you've got, you know, major donors now who are being asked to, you know, you, you were once giving the money to the school. Now, does it go to the collective? There's internal competition to get this money from certain boosters. I've had, you know, conversations with boosters, not just at USF, but FSU in Florida, where, you know, there is kind of a competition for that dollar. And it's, it's kind of a weird way because the school is competing with the NIL collectives to get money to the players. It's, it's, you know, and, and don't forget in Florida, we started this uh, endeavor without being the NILs, not being connected to the school because of a state law. And now that state law is going to change. I don't think it's taken effect uh, yet, uh, but that will allow the, the schools to run the collectives as they do, I believe in Georgia and Alabama and other places. So you get that coordination between the school and the collective right now. That's not allowed in the state of Florida. So you got a kind of a weird juxtaposition there that certainly doesn't help the collectives. And that's something which is why they urgently needed to change it. And they're they're I'm pretty sure that bill went through and it's going to happen at last check. So, but this has put the Florida schools at a disadvantage early on in the NIL game. So that's another thing that's that's put USF behind. Now FSU and Florida and Miami have certainly they've got more donors and they've raised a lot of money. But I don't even know you. Does UCF have a collective? 
Yeah. Just rocket science. Yeah. And yeah. Mackenzie Milton is running it, by the way. Oh, Thank oh, you. good, good. How's he doing? Very well. Yeah. They, Very well. Raising a lot of money. Yeah, we're doing we're doing amazing. Oh, I just good. would I would appreciate if you would if you would well, include. That's where, you, that's where you're supposed to chime in. Well, that's why I, why I had to look at you there because sometimes I feel well, like USF is local. Sometimes I feel like the other three big schools have won national championships. Hey, this is Tam- Hey, this is Tampa's hometown team too. By the way, there's a, there's stickers, bumper stickers all over the. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. UCF is Tampa Bay's hometown team. They market it like that. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm I'm just relaying what I – you haven't seen the banners they have and the car stickers? I actually was driving around here the other day, and there was a bumper sticker, and it said Tampa's hometown team, too. It's a real, it's a real thing that they market. UCF is Tampa. Yeah, they, they were so excited when they come over here to play USF, or did, rather, uh, that they would have way more seems, fans than the USF one. It seems eerily similar to the national championship banners. You just make shit up it's gimmicky. over there. It's a gimmick. Just make it up. It's fake. Oh, yeah, it's fake. Okay, but I would just—I'm just, just saying. Just checking. I would appreciate if Mr. JP over here would include the other Power Five team in his. Uh, I told you, you get into the Big Three when you get a natty, and not until. That's how it works. That's how. Am I wrong, folks? Am I wrong? Until UCF or USF or FIU or anybody else, until you get a natty, in football, you don't get into the club. Got to have a little trophy. That's the entrance. We're going to have a bouncer at the door, the club. you got the club here. You're on the outside of the club. We're on the other side of the velvet ropes, FSU, Florida, Miami. And then you have UCF, USF, and the rest of the alphabet soup. So if you want to move in, you're getting close. You're at the front of the line because you're now in a power five. So congratulations, you're at the front of the line. But there's still a little velvet rope there. And until you win the natty, we cannot let you win. Mm. Comprende? Thomas says, no one knows UCF exists. It was an abandoned mall in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to give them credit. You got to give UCF credit, Tom. So let's give them a little bit of credit because USF was, they were first in line. They were first in line at the club. They went up and beat Florida State. Remember that? And they were first in line. And then, uh, I don't know, UCF kind of got drunk or roofied or something, and <laughs> UCF moved in front of them. Hey, from, from Conference USA to the Big 12 in 10 years. It, it's impressive. It's impressive. And I think that's why USF fans are even more dejected. It's like they had the inside. They, had the, they were there at the door, man. They were knocking at the door. We were about to get let in the club. That we were reaching for the little, mm-hmm. the little thing there, the little, the, the little metal thing, and ready to unhook it, let you in the VIP. And then you fired. You have fired your coach. Hey. And they got snatched from underneath you. And you just from, got, a, from a school eighty UCF miles away. UCF came up behind you and gave you a little dusty roads, knocked you out. Now they're sitting first in line, but they're still outside, still outside the club, <laughs> not getting in just yet. We shall see. Hey, I think UCS more relevant than Miami, though. If I'm going to be completely honest, mm. for the future. Well, Jordan, let's see what Jordan G has to say about this. This is interesting. Uh, missed opportunity with prime time, and the stadium and facility momentum. Currently, USF would have gotten into a Power Five and major recruits with prime time, but USF was gun shy on pulling the trigger. Couldn't agree more. Had the opportunity. Dad, if they'd have paid Dion his price, 
he probably would have come to USF. Five million. Sold out tickets in Colorado. Big transfers right and left. Amazon. He's got his own show on Amazon Prime. That's cool. Prime time. I'm sure that's really cool. It'd be great, wouldn't it? And he's got a and he's got a hundred and sixty thousand dollar truck he's rolling around in. Oh. Man. Big enough to fit his ego in. I mean, it's, imagine, it's all great. Imagine if you're making that stadium announcement with prime time. He'd be like, this is the second house I built. I built the Georgia Dome, and now I built in prime time I'll stadium. Sti- you know what? I'll stick with Alex Golish. Alex stick- Golish? Yeah. Oh, Thank yeah. you for saying it correct this time. See, I'll stick. I'll stick with Alec Golish, who's bringing the Mustangs into Raymond James. I'll stick with that. The Mustangs? Yeah. I think that's what he did in the recruiting video. Like he had the Mustang there on top of the of Raymond James. What's what, what's the Mustang? The I car? don't know. Just look. Yeah, the, the car. What? What? I, I missed that. Uh, something on social media. It was like one of those like when he was taking pictures for recruits and stuff like that. I think I, if, I'm, if my memory serves me correctly, they had like a Mustang there, right there next to the pirate ship on that like concourse section. Oh, oh yeah, I missed that. And they that. did some videos with it, and it looked badass. Cool. I'll stick with that. All right. I don't need Amazon Prime shows. Of course not. Who would want something like Who would want notoriety like that around their football program? Bring it in recruits right and left, <laughs> signing five stars and four stars and getting all the pub. Who would want that if you're a USF guy? You want to lay low. You want to be in the, get your Mustang on social media. I don't want to be mean to USF. I, I it tends to sound that way now, but I just but I, Jordan Jordan brought it up. I didn't bring it up. But Jordan brought it up. And it's just, it would be way different. You have to acknowledge that. You would be, you would be, everybody would be talking about USF. Everybody would be talking about USF. You know, Alabama, we'd already be talking about the, uh, the Aflac Bowl with Nick Saban coming to, coming to Raymond James Stadium. Quack. That'd be, it would be unbelievable, but unfortunately... It's not going to happen. But listen, Alex, I fully support Alex. I hope he gets the job done. I hope we see some improvement this year against that schedule. Come on. You can't you win five games. There has to be, man. There has to be. You can't win five games with that schedule? Like I think I mean, I think they could win six or seven. Call that stadium up, will you? I mean, uh, schedule. Call up the schedule. They, got, they start with um, – yeah, call that, that one up if you want. I'm trying to remember. Um, what does Jordan G say? He brings in Mustangs. Primetimes brings in Ferraris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the Mustang. Mustang is, the Mustang these days. The Mustang is, as a Ferrari. The Mustang is an everyday car, and it can get you where you need to go. The Ferrari is all for show. It's true. So, so there, you know what? You got a point there. I I know I have a point. You know that that Mustang is a is a is a classic. It's a classic. You know, three hundred fifty horses, muscle car. The Ferraris, you know, eh, All right. Here, it's kind of a little F1 here, here's, here's the Here's the schedule. We got at Western Kentucky. At Western Kentucky? Yes. Loss. My, that could, that's a tough game to start. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Loss. Uh, back at home against. You don't go into Bowling Green yeah. and just win. Back at home against Florida A&M. Better be a win. Better, <laughs> yeah. Better be a win. Uh, Alabama, we're going to punt that game. Um, at oh. home again against Rice. Rice. I, I honestly did not know Rice even had a football team. I'm being Rice. completely honest. So I hope you win that. Uh, at Navy. Loss. Could always be a tricky one. At UAB. Trent Dilfer and his new stadium. There you go. Loss. At UAB. 
I don't know. I mean, hopefully that's a win. At home against FAU. That is going to be a toss-up. But FAU has Tom Herman, so that's I'm right. expecting them to be a lot better this year. Yep, yep. At UConn, who, if you recall, was bowl eligible last year. That's so right. They're at. They're a lot better. They got um, Jim Morris. Jim, Jim Morris, head coach up there. Yeah. Um, and then at Memphis, always going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And then you end at home against Temple. Temple. Who stink. Yeah. At UTSA, which has had a lot of success but lately. They won 11 games last year. Right? Yeah, they've had a lot of success Crazy. lately. Uh, and then you end it at home against Charlotte. 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 Yeah. You got to get five wins. There. I think there's five or six wins on that schedule. Okay. If everything goes to plan. Maybe you steal one against a, a we, bigger team. We shall see. Um, some other from Jordan G says uh, uh, the all the two-star recruits would be balling out like Colorado from a crappy USF program and bringing in four or five stars in the portal. They got 12. They've retained 12 scholarship players in Colorado. We, we said from the very beginning, you know, we saw, you know, Prime goes in there and basically says, you know, I'm bringing luggage, and it's Louis. Is he? Is he though? Is he though? Well, yeah, he brought in a lot of four and five stars to replace the two stars and call the one and eleven team. The one and eleven team, clean house. What are you keeping those guys around for? Whereas in he's USF, bringing a lot they of went and he's bringing a they, lot of quantity in. Most of their guys. He's bringing a lot of quantity in. Yeah. But even like when we had this discussion yesterday about the guys he's bringing from FSU, they're all guys who are part of that bad old culture of FSU. Mm, true. True, and so that's why I say he ain't bringing in Ferraris. That's the way I say it. Well, they, you know, they got four and five stars attached. They're good athletes outside of Travis. You, outside of Travis Hunter, and I guess you maybe you want to throw his son in there. What, where, where, are the, where, are the, where are the where are the top of the tops transfer portal guys they brought in? Uh, they just got the the four star running back from uh, Houston who got had sixteen touchdowns last year, almost a thousand yards. Okay. Um, yeah, they've they've got you know they've got it brought in three guys from FSU that were st- that were starters. Maybe weren't going to be and starters two were, anymore. Two were bad ones. Yeah, but um, so yeah. I, I, I listen. I don't. I'm not here to say that Dion is definitely going to get it done. I don't know. I just know there would be a hell of a lot except more excitement. There would be a lot more four and five stars coming in here. Whether you can put all that talent together and win in the Pac-12, we shall see. I think it's going to be great theater. It's going to be fun to watch. You know, when Dion has to game plan and coach against these these bigger universities. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. He's certainly going to have a talent advantage on, on most every team he plays, except maybe USC. And USC and UC, UCLA are leaving anyway. So I uh, know uh, he's not because again, week one. I had. I remember. I know. I said it yesterday. But got I'm, Utah, right? They got TCU in week one. Oh, TCU. They got TCU. They're not what's more the, talented. What's their, give me their schedule. Who? Nebraska, uh, Colorado. TCU mm-hmm. at, away, and then at home against Nebraska. Which I think is going to be better, that rule. At home against Colorado State, and then they got at Oregon. They're not more talented than Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home against USC, they're not more talented than USC. Mm-mm. At Arizona State, home mm-hmm. against Stanford. At UCLA, mm-hmm. not more talented than UCLA. At home against Oregon State, who won like 11 games last year. Mm-hmm. At home against Arizona, and then Washington State, and then at Utah to end. Yeah, it's a step up in class. Ain't no doubt about that. And I'm here to Ain't tell no, you no that. No doubt about that. And I'm here to tell you the team that just went. What, they went zero and twelve, right? <laughs> right. Who? Colorado. They were zero and twelve. They even uh, went one, a game, one and. I'm one here to tell you the team that's one and eleven that's adding sixty thousand new players is not. They're not getting bowl eligible. I'll just say it right now. 
Really? I'll I'll put it out there right now. They're not well, over be, under on wins. They're not going to be bowl eligible. Six. I'll set it over at five under and six and a half. I'll set it at five and a half. Five and a half. Oh, I'm going over. I'm gonna. Uh, it'll be interesting though. It, it's going to be really interesting to watch, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how Dion handles it, because I, you know, I have a feeling that some of these other programs are going to have no mercy on Dion. Like if they get him down. They ain't gonna. They ain't, I don't see them taking the foot off the gas now, because they know where he's going, and they know he's going after all their recruits, and they're gonna want to embarrass him as soon as they can, as soon as they can. So you better get him now. You better get him now. You better get. That's all I'm saying. Uh, James says, guys, just as an FYI, USF sucks. <laughs> These other teams they are playing are better. Two and ten if you're lucky. I mean, I, felt, I don't agree with again, James too often, but uh, then again, I fell into I uh, fell into this trap last uh, year. Remember when I said USF was going to be bowl eligible last year? Yeah, I think and then I they did. Win, then they won one game. That's bad. That defense was so bad. Like, I, it cannot get you, it can't get worse than that. They've added enough in the portal. I hope. Yeah. And the offense is not the problem. Yeah. All right, we'll take we'll take a break. I'm going to come back and talk some uh, Buccaneers football. Um, Gronk was on with Kay Adams, and he had a take on Baker Mayfield. Now I don't know what what is Baker Mayfield and Gronk have any connection, but uh, except you know Gronk knows his football, right? So we'll listen to what Gronk had to say about this uh, and a little bit more. We'll talk some NFL. We are brought to you by the great folks at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. If you want to get your nutrition in line, something that Chris knows a lot about, highly trained nutritionist as well, they will develop a diet plan just for you. Everybody metabolizes food differently, so these these diets out there are not one size fits all. They'll look at your blood work and get you a diet that's going to work best for you. Personal attention, that's what it's all about. Bay Area Modern Medical Center, B-A-M-M-C. Com. Quick break. Back with some Bucks talk next. Stay with us. All right. This is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve. And treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank, but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa, and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. 
Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz, the mortgage guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports. Hey, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show. I want to remind you that the Pro Padel League is uh, continuing their month-long tournament up there at the Sarah Vandenberg Complex in Zephyr Hills. Tickets are free. Just go to ProPadelLeague.com and you can get your tickets right there. It is a super cool environment and an amazing game. If you have not seen it, it's kind of a cross between racquetball, squash, and tennis where you could play the ball off the back wall. They play it with paddles similar to pickleball as well, so there's a little bit of that uh, skill in it as well. If you're one of the big pickleball players, you will see some network with those type of paddles. That it's a different ball uh, and, and certainly a different game, but it's you know somewhat applicable. It's crazy. It is unbelievable. If just the the speed of the game, the uh, these are the best players in the world, ranked number one in the United States. Some of them uh, ranked very highly in the world as well. Uh, so go and check it out. It's uh, all day long, Saturday and Sunday, up at the Sarah Vandenberg Complex up in Zephyr Hills. Uh, it's a really cool vibe out there. They got all these cabanas out there, and uh, you know, there's bars and rest and uh, foods, all, all 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 kinds of cool stuff out there. It's the Pro Padel League, very huge sport in Europe. Coming to North America, it's here, and it's a pretty cool deal. So go check it out. A um, couple other comments that came in today. Uh, Christopher Cole says, uh, "I'm a USF fan and zero oh, and twelve. Hello." <laughs> You're not much of a fan, I mean, Christopher. Cole. No, I mean, if you're a US, if you're a USF fan, truthfully, you've been you've been fed every line of optimism over the last what six seven years, probably yeah. that you can have. And I've bought in time and time again. I, I can't tell you how many USF fans I knew that came into last season with hope, mm-hmm. and then when they were down thirty five nothing in game one against BYU at the half, they that all, was that was shocking. They to all me. jumped right off of it right away. That was shocking to me. It was. I mean, all that off-season buildup, I was all in with Coach, and they're just, they're, their defense was completely unprepared. Their offense was great last year. Jeff Scott did his job on the offensive side. He did. You think about it. We were, they were in the top 25, I think, in offense. No, they, they finished 39th, but even then, like, that's 
130 teams. I mean, yeah, they were they could score. They could score, no question about it. Especially at the end of the year, that defense they, they was historically historically bad. Yeah, like it's it's hard to be that bad defensively. I mean, it, it, at some point you just rush you know, nine guys and hope you get to the quarterback first, and you can't be any worse. And they they just never were able to do anything. Yeah. So I don't know. It could get ugly. The, the days of going down saying Western, saying Western Kentucky, that's a W. Those days are over at USF. That's yeah, true. That's yeah. true. I mean, you hate to say it, but he's, he's he's right. Until they prove otherwise, they're not better. Hey, Jordan yeah. had the comment here. We talked about this, actually. Oh, yeah. We, we hadn't talked about it yet on here, but we were talking about it off air. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it now. We'll get to the Bucks here in a Might second. Might as well. And by the way, got Ken Hagen coming up at 11.15. Uh, the TSA and the Rays are meeting today, and he will give us an update on what's going on on the Hillsborough County side. I'm very much – I can't wait for this interview myself. So – Hope you, hopefully you guys are tuning in. Yeah. So, so Pat McAfee has left or, or is leaving in the fall from YouTube in his FanDuel contract, which, if you remember, was four years, $120 million Unbelievable success story. contract. Yes. Crazy success story. Bucked the system, all those things. It made out better than anybody in media, probably, I'd argue. Yeah, I'd say next to Barstool, <laughs> the most successful media, you know, throw OutKick in there as well. These, these things have, have blown up and – his was the biggest. I, I, I maybe Barstool made made more money, I'll, but I'll, I'll disagree with you on the second one you mentioned. But anyway, <laughs> your former employer. <laughs> um, they are a success story, but no matter what you want to say, they they're doing pretty well. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> I'd stay. like to have Clay Travis's money right now. I'll take that right now. I'll I'll, uh, I'll plead the fifth of okay. my of my interactions. Anyway, uh, yes. Uh, but it, Pat, Pat McAfee, best thing of selling your soul. Pat McAfee. Um, to ESPN, and it's going to be like $10 million a, de- uh, a year, I believe it's worth. So is this a pay cut from what he had at FanDuel? It almost sounds like it is what my first thing was. And I just don't understand the model here. The model has been going away from these traditional shows that are on television. Like the highest rated show on ESPN, I think, I want to say is like PTI. Believe, yeah. it or, like, believe it or not, PTI, I think, is still yeah. the highest-rated show. I believe you're right. And that's like 500-something thousand viewers on average, I think. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee's getting millions of, of viewers just on his YouTube channel for every episode, right? Mm-hmm. So just from a reach standpoint, yeah, you're, you already are kind of national to begin with, and now you kind of seem like you're taking a step back. And the more other concerned is how toned down is the show going to be. And, Significantly. And even though he's trying to, like, you know, say, like, you know, nothing's going to change. We're not changing any of that. I have creative control. But then in the same breath, he's like, but we will have less F-bombs. That's for sure. Well, it's like that's already enough of a change to where it tells me, like, you're not going to be completely yourself and the show's not going to be completely what it was made off of. That's right. Because um, it's obviously going over cable airwaves. They're not going to be able to curse. And I'm just no, you like. you curse on cable. But it's ESPN. I mean, realistically, what is if ESPN? If he thinks he's got creative there? control, he's wrong. You th- you would think, yeah. yeah he, they may tell you that now, but when they come back and say, uh, "Well, uh, we don't like that," are you going to say "F you, ESPN"? No, you're not. No, you're not. You you no, you're not. He sold out, and that and and that was his whole allure. He was the. The anti. Yeah, the anti-establishment. Yeah. And now you've become, you, you, he got on college game day last year. Which was needed, by the way. Yeah. 
much needed to have him on college game. I agree. A little bit of life, a little bit of personality. Yeah. Um, you know, the coach is great, but, you know, time's coming. It's time. Time's coming. Um, yeah, I get it. And his, his popularity is – but, yeah, I, I see this as a complete sellout move. I, I think Dan Patrick would, would tell him that too, you know. It is, but, I mean, when I typically come to these things, even though I have my concerns, like I've always been – like everybody cuts their own deal in life, right? It's always kind of been my take on these things. Yeah. And so I'm trying not to go too in on Pat McAfee. It just seems a little bit – it just seems like such a shift in his own philosophy, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I thought that was his allure, that he wanted to get onto his own platform, control things, and make it on his own. And now that he's done that, he's kind of going back into the very structured kind of sports media society. And but it, you could, now could you make the argument, sports media, I mean, these shows that they have on, on Fox Sports 1 and that they have on ESPN, everybody would tell you that it's nowhere near as good as it used to be. Could he be the catalyst, potentially, to get sports talk on ESPN and Fox Sports to make it good again? Could he be the catalyst no. for that, potentially? Listen... You know, again, I'm, I don't want to get political, but ESPN comes from a political slant. And there are no dissenting voices on that network. None. Any dissenting voices on that network have been silenced or fired. And that's just, that's objective. That's a, that is objective fact. J.J. Reddick might be able to squeeze in something here and there, but anybody else that has any other view other than from the left side, has been silenced. And they are, have you know, been extremely political in their talk shows. Extremely. So now you're bringing in Pat McAfee, whose entire audience is not woke. I can tell you that. Enti- his entire audience is not that. But he's not political. Right? No, he's yeah. not. But when, when these issues come up, and they do, and sports and politics have unfor- unfortunately merged forever, and he's going to toe the line of what ESPN wants in that regard. And it's one of their biggest uh, charges from the higher-ups at Walt Disney and that, that company. It is what it is. And there's no way that you can tell me that you're not going to be homogenized into that filter. Because they won't, you know, I, this is a very bizarre move for me. For Pat McAfee. I think he's abandoning everyone who has supported him to go to ESPN. And I think it's going to be a tremendous failure. If he doesn't, if he, and if he doesn't stay true. Now, if he stays true to what he's doing, um, then uh, I, I think there's going to be friction. With, I mean, look at, look at what happened when Stephen A. Smith brought Clay Travis on his podcast. Look at what happened there. He... he Stephen A. Smith got lambasted by everybody on ESPN, and internally it was a disaster for him just because he gave a voice to somebody else who had a dissenting view. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And if you've listened to the podcast, it was an absolute instruction on how two people with differing views can, can get along and, and put, put out an interesting, compelling conversation with two separate views and be respectful. And that's the way it should be. But that's not the way it exists. And, and when they do something like that at ESPN, oh, there's hell to pay. There is hell to pay. So I, I don't see how he, I don't see how he maintained, maintains any creative control over there. I think it's if they sold him that and he believes it, 
well, good for him. But as um, Jordan G said, and I agree with him, uh, I give it one year before Pat yanks his licensing back to YouTube. He goes, he has no filter. Yeah, well, he has a filter now. Well, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm kind of wondering with Pat, though, is he's kind of been like, he's in one place, it's not long, and then he's moving on, right? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily, but it's interesting. Like, he was on Sirius XM, and you'd think that'd be a perfect place, right? You, have no, you, have no, you can have no filter all you want on Sirius XM. Right. It's a great platform, yeah. a lot of listeners, and he had his YouTube channel. And then he was off Sirius XM for reasons unbeknown, right? And then he has this deal with FanDuel. What is the reason for leaving a four-year, $120 million deal at the table in year two to go to ESPN? Who, you don't need ESPN. I could argue, his show was higher rated and viewed than anything on ESPN. It's just, a, again, he can do it every once. That's fine. It just, conform, I just can't, find, I can't conform, find what he's doing. This is the way the media works right now. Either conform or get crushed. He's not getting, See Tucker he's not getting crushed. He's conforming. Either conform or get crushed. I feel like there's got to be something more here. As, as Jordan said it. Uh, Maybe ESPN said if you want The selfie wanted, with Bob Iger was all I needed to see. To know how this is going to go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the entire pandemic, him and A.J. Hawk got roped. What does that mean, got roped? Oh, roped in by having Rodgers on. There's a continuing comment here. Uh, by having, okay, by having Rodgers on. Um, well, I mean, and, and that's, you know, you think they're going to have Aaron Rodgers on, on the Pat McAfee show spouting anti, anti-vax? I mean, they were using his content. To feed their talk shows for that oh, entire yeah, time, but, you know, had not yeah, as they were panning him. Oh, and he turned out to be completely right about all of it. Interesting. Uh, no, I don't. I don't see how there's any way, Pat. You you think his show's going to be the same? <laughs> and it's, to me, this is this is this is Bud Light. This is Miller Light. Like, look who your constituents are. Look who your customers are. They don't watch ESPN. They don't. They certainly don't watch ESPN talk shows. So if you think you're bringing that audience over there, yeah. I got news for you, Pat McAfee. I could be wrong. He may be able to be transcendent, and may bring, maybe this is, this is ESPN's attempt to open up um, Well, that, that's what I said. He could be like the catalyst to like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, you think ESPN enjoys having their oh, ratings cut like they have lately? Oh, you naive man. Listen, I'm, I'm more of the optimist here. You have a completely different train of thought you're, when it comes to these things. Than you're I 24 do. years old and full of hope. <laughs> I'm the grizzled old vet. I've seen it all, and I know I know the way this is going. It's gonna be. Listen, you know, it's gonna be fascinating. It'll be fascinating to watch. But right off the bat, like I, I, and I hate listen, to, I'm not gonna I hate lie to say, though. I hate to say it, but you know, I, I look. We we could say f bombs on here all the time. We choose. We do it. Very infrequently. I've never said one. But, yeah, I when I get you know into a, a rant or something, but it's not the way we make it. We're not doing that. Maybe we should because it seems like everybody who says the f word on their show, no, barstool goes through the roof. That way. You know, but this no because it sounds different. It sounds it makes you sound like a counterculture guy. It gets people in there. You know, it just it, which is what Pat McAfee is. And then when they get the money, folks, and then they get the pressure, and then they get this. I'm telling you, this is how it goes. Either conform or get crushed. That's the way America is now. Either conform or be crushed. 
and, and that's not the America I grew up in, but well, it is what I'll, it is. I'll tell you this, though. Regardless of how if, – if the show gets changed or whatever, even Pat McAfee toned down I think would be better to listen to than most of any content that you're going to find on these, on these networks. Right. So I think from a 12 o'clock standpoint, I would hell of a lot less better listen to a two- or three-hour show of Pat McAfee then listen to some combination of Sports Center and whatever Max Kellerman's show is. What is it? This just in? I have never ever watched an episode. This of This just, just in. in. We're going to regurgitate everything from the same guest that we've had on for the last six hours. This just in. I love the name of it. The name of the show is This Just In, and they literally bring on the same guests from Get Up. And yeah, they, they just walk from the, the They shit. just walk from the studio around the corner. And say the same. And come right in and say the to same thing. a different thing. dude. Yeah. And they go, This just. It's like everything is gaslighting now. It's so, oh, this just in. Didn't I see this guy six hours ago on Get Up saying the same exact thing? Yes, you did. This just in. It's cheaper that way. Oh, God. I don't mean to be this cynical. I really don't. But, man, it's the world. It's the world. I can't sit here and lie to you guys. I try to keep it real. I'm trying to keep it real, folks. That's why we are on the platform that we're on. When you talk shit about the powerful people like Stu Sternberg, you get you get crushed. That's the way it works, right? So we're over here. We're trying to keep it real. We don't have any $120 million deals. But I can tell you this, folks. When I do get that deal, I ain't leaving. I ain't effing leaving. I'm staying right here. And I'll take my $30 million a year, and I'll keep saying what I'm saying. I ain't going to sell out the ESPN. I guarantee you. I don't care what Bob Iger does to me or says to me. I'm going to be here. I promise you that. I can promise that because I know I ain't getting $30 million a year. <laughs> Give me a million. I'm still not selling out. I'm still not selling out. Uh, yeah, Jordan, there's this uh, used to trash ESPN personalities like Schefter. Now he's got to be holding hands. Yeah, it, it's such a fraud. It's such a fraud. I'm sorry, Pat, but hey, congratulations. Congratulations on the sellout. Uh, all right, uh, we're take a break here. Ken Hagen's going to join us to talk about the stadium situation at the TSA uh, meeting with the Rays today. We'll see if we get a little news on that. So stay with us. Big interview coming up. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 
on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz, the mortgage guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show, brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, Bay Area Modern Medical Center, Italiano Insurance, the Golden Diamond Source, and American Mortgage Services. Uh, we got a few more... Uh, Great advertisers coming on board next month, so we're we're very excited about that. But you know why? Because we bring on the best and the most newsmaking guests, like our next guest, uh, Hillsborough County Commissioner, been the point man um, for Hillsborough County in Tampa on this Rays Stadium acquisition for quite some time. It seemed probably a decade. The great Ken Hagen joining us here. Hey, Ken, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, JP. Appreciate the kind words, buddy. How long have we been at this? It's been a decade, hasn't it? For me, for me, it was January of 2010 is when I first came out and said that uh, what, what we were dealing with was a failed business model and for the team to yeah. to succeed and, and, and to be sustainable long-term, it needed to be in Tampa. So for me, it's been 13 years in the race, a couple years longer than that when I first started and I floated the uh, Al Lang proposal. So they've probably been at it 15 years um, or so. It's not supposed to take this long, Ken. It's not that hard to do. It really, it really is. I look across the landscape. You, you are absolutely, you are absolutely right. And our outside counsel, who have uh, leaned on uh, throughout this process, he told me years ago. He said, "Ken, it's not supposed to work like this." <laughs> and so you're, you're, you're absolutely right. If I'd have told you that USF is going to build an on-campus stadium before the Rays build a stadium, you would have said I was nuts. And guess, and guess what? Here we are. Here we are. So, anyway. You're absolutely right. All right. So, uh, and before we get into it, you know, we, we have to remind people, you played baseball for the Gators. You played, would you play high school, Tampa Catholic? Uh, Chamberlain. 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 Okay. You played at Chamberlain. So you, you are a base, you're a huge Rays fan. 
So, and you also probably know Pete Alonzo from here locally. First and third, one out, up two runs. Do your good friend Kevin Cash? You have you have the ability to second guess him now on the most popular sports show in Tampa Bay. <laughs> do you walk Alonzo there? I walk Alonzo there. I'm not going to let their best player beat me. You know, I, I never want to second guess uh, the Rays, and, and especially um, exactly. my buddy uh, Kevin Cash. But um, you, you got to put him on yeah. swinging a hot bat. Uh, I, I watched it. I mean, I was I was crushed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> so, but uh, um, it's hard, hard hard to complain with the season that yes, they're having exactly. this year. They truly are an exciting team to watch. Well, listen, Kevin, and a day game today. Yeah, day, exactly. a day game today as well. So. Kevin, Kevin will, knows damn well this is part of the game, right? Second guessing, it's all you know. We get to do it in hindsight, so I'm sure he won't take umbrage with you or anybody else doing it. He's that kind of. He will just say, "Okay, scoreboard. I'm doing pretty well this year." <laughs> Absolutely, you are. Yeah, all exactly. Right. All right, so let's get down to nuts and bolts. Uh, catch me up. I know there was a meeting today. Um, there's a scheduled meeting. I don't know if it's it's already happened or what. Can you tell us anything about today's meeting with the TSA and the race? The meeting is scheduled for uh, for two o'clock, so it hasn't happened yet. Okay, uh, I will not. I will not be in the meeting, and the mayor will not be in the meeting. It's it's with our outside counsel, with uh, Eric Hart, CEO of the Sports Authority, our finance folks, and the Rays. And I think we met probably a month and a half ago was the last time. So we've been meeting uh, regularly, and I think you know I, I don't want to say with you know with, with any degree of certainty, but I, I think within, I want to I say two months or so, we should be in position to um, come forward with with a plan or start to have that discussion. So we are getting uh, very close, and, uh, you know, the Rays have been meeting with, you know, with St. Pete and doing you know, what they have to do over there, and, and we understand that, yep. but uh, we've been getting the information that we need from, um, from the Rays, from um, um, Daryl Shaw, you know, who would be our partner in, in Ebor City, and um, and from the city and county, and so we're getting uh, really close to being able to um, put together a, a financial model that first and foremost uh, protects the taxpayers, which is what I've stressed all along throughout this uh, throughout this process. Are you uh, are you zeroed in on the uh, Ebor Marina model now, um, more towards the? 2018 model in Ebor City is. Uh, have you settled on one of those? Well, it's the area over closest to the port. I mean, this is probably our third or fourth uh, particular location uh, within uh, the Ebor City area that we've looked at through the years. Uh, the Rays made it very clear at our very first meeting when uh, we showed up and we had seven or eight or ten maps of their locations, and they quickly eliminated all of them and focused on Ybor City. This right. is where they want to be. Uh, it, it meets all of their uh, guiding principles and what they feel that is necessary to be successful, uh, particularly uh, during the midweek. When, when, let's, let's you know, be honest, the weekend, weekend games for tennis is fine. I mean, yeah. They do well on the weekend, but yeah. it's the, it's the mid, midweek days when they're you know playing the, the A's or the Twins on a Monday or Tuesday and There'll be announced crowd eight thousand, and there'll be four thousand actually, you know, in the seats. So it's having that walk-up traffic, being in that urban environment, and you know, as, as we've all said, you put it in Ebor, you more than double 
the population within a 30-minute drive time, which is the model MLB uses. So for all those reasons, we've, we've focused primarily on, on Ebor City. And, and we have a very willing and patient partner and a really great guy in, in Daryl Shaw who, uh, who wants it to happen and wants uh, baseball to be in Ebor City. So for all those reasons, we've, we've been focused there. Ken Hagen joining us here, and I'm guessing with Daryl, obviously, he's got the property, and it would be a public-private partnership. What more can you tell us about the whole sticking point that we hear, which I think is a false narrative as it's been portrayed for a long time, that Hillsborough County has no money? Um, any, any updates on private partnerships, taxing districts in the area that you're looking at that tells us that you can get – you know, closer to a 50-50 model for the Rays. And the Rays have said publicly that they'll put in 50% for a new stadium. We wish they would have done that in 2018. The deal would be done. We'd be playing baseball in it right now. But, that, you know, here we are. So what can you tell me about financing? Well, you're absolutely right about uh, 2018 or 19 when we came forward with a model. We would be playing baseball. You know, now it's, if they would have accepted that and, and, and moved forward. But um, that's, you know, that's, Hindsight, but um, I guess the, the the narrative is is true about Hillsborough as it, when you compare it to Pinellas County, and that Pinellas County does have more, more money. bed tax money uh, than than Hillsborough. So that part is is true, and, I, and I've always said that that we acknowledge that St. Pete will be able to offer them more money, uh, if you will. But at the same time, everyone will acknowledge, or most folks, including the Rays that their revenues will be significantly greater uh, in Tampa. Uh, so they know that. They wouldn't make, potentially wouldn't get as much up front, but they're going to make a heck of a lot more money right. uh, in, the, in the long term. Um, the, mod, the thing I can tell you is what's, what I've always stressed in all of our discussions is that um, we have to protect the taxpayers and the burden or the risks have to be on the private sector, whether that's the raise or if that's, a developer, or, you know, our, our private sector partners. And so trying to craft something, in a way, it's similar to what we did with Jeff Finnick uh, several years ago on infrastructure in and around Amelie Arena in that we crafted an agreement, the city and the county, that we would both give uh, $50 million for infrastructure, but it was paid or given after the development occurred. And so the buildings are built, they're on the tax rolls, they're generating the tax dollars into the particular community redevelopment area, the, the CRA, and then we would provide the money after the fact because we can show, hey, we're going to capture that revenue, we're going to have our money paid back within X amount of years. So we're not giving it up front, we're not taking the risk, the risk not on the taxpayer, we're not raising taxes. So... It's something similar to that is what we're trying to craft to where uh, you really need, and I think I said this uh, last time I was on with you, you really need to have a developer that is in a position to take the risk, knowing that you're going to get, in all likelihood, you're going to get more money in the long term, right, right. but you're also going to take the risk up front. Yeah. And so that's, what, that's the, the model, essentially, that we're working with, um, that we've shared with, MLB, hey, this is what we're trying, you know, what we're trying to do, and and I think we're going to get there. I know we're going to get there, but I think we're going to have something that um, is is a fifty fifty split, and is something that protects the taxpayers, 
that I can feel comfortable with mm-hmm. and I think is politically palatable. Now, you're always going to have, you know, some naysayers that have tried to kill this before anything's even, you know, put together. Right. And I've always said, hey, right. devil's in the details. Right. Let's see what we can come up with. If we're protecting the taxpayers, showing but for this ballpark, you know, these revenues would not occur. And, and we can make the argument that, hey, this is this is a win-win all around. And I think we're going to get there. Um, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get there. It's just I wish, you know, this would have happened sooner than later. Ken Hagen joining us here. Um, so so Daryl is on board with being that developer that will take the risk, is what you're saying. Well, that's what he – well, I don't want to characterize it that he's on, on board yet. Um, he wants it to happen. Um, he's been doing his own master planning and um, and running various financial models. I mean, you may have seen just in the last day or two, he's even talking about uh, women's soccer and doing something there. So he's got a lot of um, plans and a lot of things that he's you know kicking around and really modeling. And um, he wants that to happen, and he's in the process of engaging. Uh, developers for his greater vision and his greater development there, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to. I don't want to put words in his mouth and say that hey, he's one hundred percent on board. I mean, but we're, we're working toward that, and I think we'll get there. Um, but it's just making him comfortable that you know what he's got is also a good deal. A good deal for him, yeah. even if you know in the, in the front end that he, that he or whatever developer he engages has to take more of the risk up front. But by doing that you're going to get a greater return on the back end. So um, that's what we're working toward, and I, I think we'll get there. And in terms of Major League Baseball, who you've been talking to, um, obviously their desire is to have it on the Tampa side for the same reasons that you said. More revenues will come to the Rays, which means their owners will not be giving revenue-sharing checks to the Rays anymore. So Major League Baseball is heavily invested in getting them to the Tampa side. Is that fair to say? I, I Absolutely. Um, it's been a number of years, but Commissioner Manfred has, you know, told me himself that this is a very important market for Major League Baseball. Uh, he knows for it to be sustainable, uh, the team to be sustainable and successful needs to be on the Tampa side. And at the same time, I'm pleased that with the latest developments in Las Vegas with the A's, because that's you know once they you know they're getting closer to having that deal done, and we're the last last man standing, if you will, and then. You know, I, I feel that you know, Commissioner Manfred will focus perhaps a little bit more on uh, on doing what he has to do on uh, from on his side and his end in order to uh, bring us in for landing. And and he mentioned in his last comments on this that baseball, in terms of uh, money, gives back to these owners who invest in new ballparks. Right? They actually rebate them in terms of some of the money that they're they're supposed to pay into the pot, I guess. Is that 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 correct? So the further limiting the exposure for Stu Sternberg and the Rays, right? Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, which is curious in and of itself. Um, I, I Also, when we talk about um, the financing of it, and you said it's it's not it's not necessarily a false narrative that Hillsborough – you have money. There is money. Hillsborough is going to contribute money. And so there is that, right? I just want to make that clear. Well, there'll be, and I, I'm not in, in a position because I actually haven't seen the exact numbers because they change. Um, there'll be an element of tourist tax dollars, which again have very limited uh, statutory uses, how they can be utilized, and so there'll be a, a component of that. 
But the bigger again, the the driving, um, I, I guess, thought behind all of this is to limit the taxpayer expense, so there'd be more of an entertainment district, okay. um, you know, where every you know every beer, every hot dog is bought. You know, percentage goes toward the ballpark, similar to what uh, to what Texas did with their, their Texas Live. And I was there for the World Series a couple of years ago, and beforehand, you know, you're eating, you're having a few drinks, you get your bill, 1.5% entertainment fee. Right. Well, that entertainment fee is going to finance the ballpark. So gotcha. it's a user fee, yep. essentially. Yeah, and and from my experience, it doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum, where you are with sports, most folks are comfortable that if it's a user fee, you're making a decision to go there, to pay for it, then they're comfortable with it. So it's just being creative in those, you know, those financing options that come under our side of the ledger but most people wouldn't look at them necessarily as, um, you know, tax public dollars, taxpayer dollars. But they're we're putting that on the on the public ledger, even if they're more user fee driven. And the bed tax, the bed tax in Hillsborough County has gone up dramatically, right, over the past couple of uh, two three years. Oh, we have shattered. We, we, we are we are way past pre pandemic levels, and we are absolutely absolutely killing it for. Um, um, you know, for heads and beds, and you know, with all of our yeah. all of our hotels, but we can. We, we don't even have the uh, Taylor Swift numbers yet, <laughs> and uh, that shattered uh, you know yeah. all records there. So um, yeah, we just had our last did the Tampa Bay board meeting, and so we don't even have those numbers in yet. And uh, so we've just been absolutely killing it on on that side. Does that help? Uh, but with that, you know, y'all. Does that help the, the Does that help get the raise? Some of that make, means it make it easier to, to to put some of that money towards the raise. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's just a matter of how many other, I mean, St. Pete goes to the same thing, how many other requests or how many other areas that, you know, could utilize those dollars. And, and it's a matter of, um, you know, we've been, every year we set aside certain dollars for certain certain events, certain venues. And, you know, for, well, for the, we've primarily uh, or entirely financed the improvements to Ray J, to, Steinbrenner Field to Emily Arena through the bed tax. Mm-hmm. So it's really so some of the balancing act being able to ensure that we're going to keep uh, our world-class facilities, you know, up to speed, you know, up to the highest level, the highest quality, which is in our best interest if we want to, you know, if we, if we want to go after another Super Bowl, which which we do, and we will, um, you know, how much of the Lightning have been, how successful they've been, and, and it's hard to, to uh, really, you know, say no to Jeff Finney when he puts in, you know, tens of millions of his own dollars into yeah. the arena. So, but at the end of the day, we own the facility, and it's in our best interest to keep these facilities, you know, um, world class, so we can bring in the Taylor Swifts, right. we can bring in the Super Bowls, the Frozen Fours, the Women's Final Four, and all these events that have an enormous economic impact to the community. Ken Hagen joining us here, um, and. and- Let's have some fun with this. Have you seen any pictures of, of what the stadium would look like? Um, do you have artists rendering? Is that that Ebor Marina model thing that we've seen? Is that something you're working with? Um, what can you tell us about that? I've I've seen uh, renderings. I don't have any render. I mean, if they'll, they'll pa- you know, have a meeting and they'll pass it out, and then it'll be it'll be taken back because if we keep it, it becomes public record, and then. Right. Everyone wants to, you know, do public record requests and get all the information. So I don't have anything um, on me or in possession of any of any documents or anything like that. But um, it's really going back and forth 
on with the Rays, with our, um, you know, with our, our team, like we've engaged uh, Skanska, which is our owner's rep, mm-hmm. that helps to provide checks and balances. You know, the Rays say a 30,000-seat uh, stadium with this, you know, this many levels, this many things cost X. And so we have our own team that, that's focused on, okay, how do we value engineer that? How do we have a world-class product while, you know, you know, maybe not including the bells and whistles, if you will. So really just trying to come up with a, with a great ballpark that, you know, doesn't hit the $2 billion price tag, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, trying to do those kind of things and uh, working very, you know, very closely with, with, with our, with our team to do that. Again, um, in the final analysis, you know, we've, we've gone, I probably asked you this question 50 times as well. And, and, you know, we all know how this, this has gone through. But I, if I was asked to get a confidence level for you on how confident you are to get this deal done, I mean, the narrative right now is everything is about St. Pete. The Rays have been chosen. But the Rays have been very forthcoming to say we have not done a stadium deal there. Um, they're, they're negotiating in secret over there and doing one-on-one interviews very carefully to keep it out of any sunshine law, which I think is a little shady, to say the least. Um, so... What, what's your confidence level of what Hillsborough's got to offer vis-a-vis what Pinellas is going to offer here in a few in a few uh, months, maybe? I think you asked me this last time, so I should have been prepared for it. Um, <laughs> I'll be I'll I'll be in a better position in, like I said, probably about two months to to give a more definitive That's uh, percentage. But, but right now. I'm still going to place it. I'm still going to place it at about seventy percent, but I'll have, I'll be in a better present a better position once I see the the actual financial modeling and see what we've come up with. So uh, when we have that, ask me that again, and I'll be I'll be in a better better place to a better position to okay cool to, to give you a more uh, definitive more, more definitive percentage. That's fair. That's fair. And then we, we don't expect any bombshells coming out of the meeting today. This is just more informational sharing back and forth to make sure everybody's on the same page moving forward. Yeah. No. There won't, there won't be any type of public announcement from from you know either the Rays or our side. I, again, I'm 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 hopeful. With from what our staff has told me that within you know two months or so, I'll be in a position to either to probably give an update at a, at a board meeting and kind of you know bring bring everyone up to speed there, or maybe it'll be a, a press conference. But I, I think within the next two months or, or so, that's my goal okay. to be able to have something uh, more concrete information that we can begin to have an honest um, and direct dialogue. On, uh, on what's out there as opposed to just what ifs and not really knowing the, you know, exactly what we're, what we're discussing. And I think uh, the, agreed that the end of this year is the kind of the deadline, right? Because, I mean, we've been talking deadlines for a long time, but with the 27 season will end in September, October of 27, you've got to have a stadium ready to go in Mar- March of 28. Right, and so four years is is enough time to get that done. But I would say that's that's uh, the end of this year. Uh, it's got to be the deadline, right, to have a deal. We are most certainly operating under that yeah. under that timeline. Okay, for sure. One other question from one of our listeners: Is there a bright line integration discussion here? I know the bright line station is going to be what a quarter mile from where this 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 part is this, this site. 
Um, absolutely. I, I actually met with the Brightline uh, executive director probably two months ago, and I had seen renderings from, uh, from Daryl Shaw you know, six, eight months ago, but they uh, showed me the latest. And um, I can tell you that, that Daryl's in close contact, has a close relationship with the Brightline folks. Um, so that, you know, we're all aware and working toward that. I think they're, what they're working on right now, honestly, it's a, um, uh, a little bit of a war between Universal and Disney as far as who's going to get the next stop. So they're having some, some heated discussions there. And because, I mean, at some point, if you have 10 different stops, it's not high speed anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they're, they're, they're discussing that, and she showed me the map and how it curls back. And, and so once they finalize uh, their agreement with you know, Orlando and you know, who's going to get the stops there, then they will uh, begin focusing uh, more, you know, more heavily on, uh, on the connection here. But absolutely, that's going to be a, a big, big component of this, mm -hmm. and it, it'll, it, it, it's exciting. It, it, it'll work well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ken. Hey, man, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. We'll be looking forward to uh, what happens in the next couple of months, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you, JP. Have a good one, buddy. Yep. Great. Uh, Ken Hagen right there. All right. That was uh, informational. So we're about two months away from getting what hopefully is a, a very palatable financing package for the Rays to chew on, and they'll be able to look at what they're getting from Pinellas, and Major League Baseball will be able to weigh in and say, you know, you may not get as much money here, but in the long run, you're going to get more money. So, all right, let's take a quick break. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back on the other side and, and kind of break down what Ken Hagen just said. Yeah, and I also have some other stuff to bring to the table that just came out during that interview. Oh, oh. We have some more tweets from a certain Bucks player. Oh, oh, really? Some, Devin White? Some more vague tweets Oh, that we have to, we have oh, to get into. Compelling final 15 minutes of the J.P. Peterson Show. You don't want to miss it. Brought to you by the great folks at American Mortgage Services. Rates are all over the place, but Scotty Fitzgerald will take care of you. If anybody's going to get you the lowest rate with the lowest fees, it's my man Fitzy. So, Scott at AMSTampa.com. Scott at AMSTampa.com. They'll work around some of these high rates for you. They can do some creative things. Give them a call. It's free call, free email. Scott at AMS Tampa, and he'd love to talk to you about ways to get into a new home. Back in three. Law Group, have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms, and let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. 
Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fans dream sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, yeah, you just heard that ad. If you're, I saw it on the news last night. Um, but their numbers are really low. The news said over 250,000 people in Florida are being dropped from Medicaid. It's way more than that, as you heard in the spot. So if you are one of those people, call that number, 888-652-0244. If you're getting dropped from Medicaid uh, post-COVID here, because um, I know a lot of people are very concerned that they're going to lose their insurance. If you're on that Medicaid, you likely will um, – uh, you'll be eligible for 
a lot of subsidy here and basically get almost free coverage for yourself. Or you'll have to pay, you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks a month, but it'll definitely be affordable. So don't go without coverage. Um, 888-652-0244. And that's the best thing. These people know what they're doing. That If you get on the website, uh, it's tough to manage. And, and some of the questions are very ambiguous. Let them explain it for you. Um, so they're a third, third-party organization that can help you out and get you covered. 888-652-0244 is the number. Um, all right, so before we get back into what uh, Ken Hagen said, the breaking news you have uh, from our boy uh, Devin White. What, what, is, what is going on? What is going on here? Yeah, so Devin White has put <clears throat> two pretty interesting tweets out. The first one was a picture of him and Levante David, and he said, Thank you, 54, with no other thought attached to it. Uh, mm. Thank you for being my teammate. Is mm. that? Do we need to put that at the end? Who yeah, knows? I think. Yeah. Who knows? And yeah. then he put a picture of himself uh, with the caption "Cowboy on the Prowl." Did you little... re- retweet that on the show page? I'll retweet that on yeah, the. Please uh... do. Cowboy on the Prowl. Yes, and then obviously a lot of people are freaking out at what's going on. Uh, of note, Rick Stroud actually fin- actually quote tweeted Devin's quote, uh, first tweet about Levante David and said, "For being my teammate?" Question mark. And Devin has responded to that and said, for being a great brother, talk daily, life, football, mindset, the list goes on. Love that dude. All right. And did, did he ask him about Cowboy on the Prowl? Uh, no. Does that mean Cowboy is in, I'm riding horses with my Cowboy hat on, Cowboy? Or does that mean Dallas Cowboy? Come get me. <laughs> Come get me. Dallas Cowboy. Uh, he leaves it up there to interpret, right? Mm. He, le- he leaves room to speculate, doesn't he? So this is definitely not the uh, J.P. Peterson uh, School of Media uh, training here. We have, we have advised him, and I will, I will write the speech for you. In fact, I already have, to come forward Ooh. on your oh, – And wait, then he yeah. also just retweeted oh. something from Damian Lillard that says, if the fans want to trade me, start the petition and send it in. So he's got time on Twitter today. By the way, he had not tweeted since April 20th before this flurry of tweets here in the last half hour. These tweets Instagram? Hmm? Their Instagram put on Twitter? or No, these are his actual tweets. tweets. Yeah, okay. So let's do some more schoolgirl stuff here in, you know, middle school. And we'll put out cryptic tweets um, instead of coming out and addressing the, the deal head on, talking to reporters, answering questions like a professional, let's keep putting out these cryptic social media things that, uh, you know, feed my ego. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so done with this guy. I'm so done with it. Servassier, Dennis, you have the floor. I don't want to, you know, he's probably doing this so the Bucks cut him. They're not going to cut him. They're going to cut him. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll play this out. They'll try to rehabilitate him to get his trade value back up and try to get something for him. That's a smart play. They won't overreact. But I can tell you inside the building, they are rolling their eyes. They are rolling their eyes. And Todd Bowles, you know, if he continues to support this BS, he's just showing more weakness and more weakness. I hate to say it, Coach, but you need to come out and say something about this. You do. Because it's, it's gone on far too long. It's a distraction to your team. Other guys are in there working hard, you know, trying to make the Bucks great on voluntarily, and he's volunteering to be a distraction. And if this is the way he wants to play it, ship him out. Ship him out. 
you know, you, I, he's got to have some value if he's your best defensive player, as Todd Bowles says he is, and Todd Bowles knows a lot about defense, a hell of a lot more than I know about defense. If he's the best defensive player on your team, he should have some value, should he not? You to think. the Cowboys? You think. Right? Hey, the Cowboys are known for giving up ridiculous amounts of draft compensation for perceived good players. So, I mean, yeah, let's make a trade. Let's make a trade. They'll give us a two for Devin, won't they, for next year's draft? Take that in a heartbeat right now. Sorry, getting a little allergy thing going on here. All right, um, anything else we need to add to that conversation? I don't think so. I mean, we've hit Devin White. I don't want to regurgitate everything we've said about Devin White over the past few months, but yeah. it just seems like these uh, these tweets and these Instagrams are going to continue coming in until there's a resolution. Very sophomoric. Not, uh, not the type of person. You want to change your culture, Todd Bowles, you don't start with guys like this. Um, you need to do something about it because everybody's watching. Everybody's watching what you're doing. All your teammates, all your players are watching how you're handling this situation. All the guys that are in there voluntarily working their ass off, they're watching. They're seeing what you do. You know, hold him accountable or not? Probably not. Um, all right. Uh, so, what I got out of a lot of this is, you know, and I know Ken. What he said with his, with you know the. The caveat that he'll know more in two months, but he feels, you know, 70% that they can get this done in Tampa. Um, you know, because in the end, it's not obviously it's not his decision. And you could tell in his words that Hillsborough County understands where they're at. They're offering they're, what they're going to offer in the long term is going to be a better financial model for the Rays and for baseball in Tampa Bay. We all understand that. The problem is Stu Sternberg is in it for the short, short term. For, I don't think he's in it for the long term. I think he's in it for the short term of how he can sell and get out of this franchise, take his billion-dollar profit, and, and move on. Uh, maybe buy another baseball team in another market. Who knows? Um, when this ownership group grows broke in New York, the Mets, uh, they, can, they can jump in. Um, but to me, that's, that's where the devil lies in the details, as he said. And, and I think, you know, up front, there's going to be a better deal to be had in Pinellas and if that's what the Rays choose fine but it also has to be ratified by the owners as well so they have to sign off on whatever stadium deal and wherever that stadium is going to be and as you heard uh, Ken say and we've heard the commissioner say they want it in Tampa so I still believe and this is just my opinion that they're working St. Petersburg they already got the mayor to, to, to take the bait and got the development rights, so they were chosen to do that. So they're going to be able to do that with Hines, whether they build a stadium there or not. So he's got, you know, he's going to be, he's got a partner there, and that's just, you know, Hines is probably like, hey, let's get the development rights. Tell them we're going to do the stadium, and then if we don't do the stadium, we go to Hillsborough County. We can build a convention center there or whatever. We're still going to make money on this deal either way. So he's playing both sides, as we told you he would. And you know, and in the, in the end, that's good business. I get that. That's not a problem. But I think the fact that he's held it up for this long is a problem. I don't think that's being a good community partner. Um, but we are we are where we are, and I still believe, from what I just heard there, that Tampa, the Hillsborough side, is going to come up with a very bona fide offer. In that, and I and and what he said is they're concentrated on that port area, so we need to go grab those Ebor Marina drawings that that showed up on um, I think it was the uh, Tampa Bay Business Journal. I think that they – and that was cool. And if you haven't seen those, we'll try to retweet those. But they turned that – you know, where you get on – if, you, if you're if you going on the Selman, um, you, that shipyard right there where they have the dry docks, 
uh, Shaw has purchased that whole property. And they're going to, from the aquarium up around that end, they'll put a, put a marina in there where you can, you know, pull up your boats into that marina to the stadium for concerts, for, you know, hopefully soccer, for hopefully, um, you know, a, a myriad of events that aren't just baseball. We're going to have this nice 35,000, 40,000 seat translucent roof stadium that could be used for many, many, many different things and just be a, an iconic uh, building and, and that, that people will see and want to visit for baseball and other things as well. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's a literal home run for for Tampa Bay, not just downtown Tampa, but Tampa Bay. I mean, we just we should stop fighting over this and realize how awesome that will be that so many more people will have so much more accessibility to the Rays and to this stadium and not a failed location that we're going to be bitching and moaning about for another 30 years. You know, as soon as that thing is built in Pinellas, we'll be, you know, three years in, we'll be going, oh, man, it would be great if it was in the middle of the market. It's such a bad idea. It's such a bad idea. It's bad business. It's bad politics. It's bad expenditure of public money. It's bad for baseball. It's bad for Rays fans because, there are way, as, as Ken says, and everybody recognizes there are way more revenue streams available, way more revenue in the long term available on the, Tampa Bay, on the Tampa side. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. So why not get it right? Why not get it right this time? And unfortunately, those decisions are going to be left up to the St. Pete City Council, Ken Welch, and Stu Sternberg. Uh, to some degree, Major League Baseball is going to have a heavy say in this, and hopefully they will be able to put enough pressure on Sternberg to get the stadium where it needs to be. And I think that's, if you're a raised baseball fan and you want this team to be competitive, they need to max out their revenue sources exactly like the Atlanta Braves have done. The Atlanta Braves would not have won a World Series without their new stadium. It's such a key component to being successful in baseball. And the Rays can, can double their revenues in this new stadium and hopefully be able to double their payroll and stay way more competitive. That's from the baseball side. All right, we did say we were going to get to some Buck stuff. Do we have the, um, the Gronk stuff queued up? Yeah, we can get to that. So this is Kay Adams uh, talking with Gronk on her show. Great show. And Gronk uh, giving us a little information, uh, his opinion on Baker Mayfield and where this quarterback competition may go. In town, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask. I was talking to their running back. No Fournette down there where you won your fourth Super Bowl. Uh, it's Rashad White as the running back, and he was talking to me yesterday about these two quarterbacks. We've got our first image. This is Kyle Trask, of course, you know. And then Baker, I don't know if you know him. Uh, what do you th- When you see that picture and he's wearing the creamsicle, what do you think? The creamsicle always, throw, always throws you off. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like ugly, but it's not ugly. Like, you know, you know how that creamsicle works. Like, it's like... So it's it throws you off. It's it's old school, but uh, there's Baker right there. I think Baker will win the quarterback position. I think he'll be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks going into the season. Um, the only way I can see him that the Bucks pulling him is if he just absolutely plays horrendous, which I don't think he will. I think the Bucks are going to put him in a position to succeed. There will be competition between him and Kyle. Um, during the training camp, which that they want. They need Kyle to have that competition to bring the best out of him. I mean, he knew he wasn't going to play behind Tom. So sometimes you can relax when you know you're in that position. But this is the time to compete for a starting job for both of them. I believe Baker will win it in the end. He'll be put in the position to succeed. To succeed, He's got great teammates around him. Chris, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans yeah. leading them at receiver. They got a great defense around him. So I would just say Baker just needs to be – 
you know, the Baker that he was when he was with the Rams. And he just doesn't need to be a hero. He just protect the ball and don't turn it over and he will succeed. And the Tampa Bay Bucks will be going to the playoffs. Oh, damn. Gronk just said Bucks are a playoff team. He did say that. I didn't know he was going there. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I feel it. Baker Mayfield, comeback player of the year, mm. just like I texted to Sal Pal the other day. He did give me a laugh emoji, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it just it works. It works. I, you know, I, I go back and look a little bit at that Rams film that he was, you know, he was playing free. The dude can sling it. And I love the attitude that he had coming in, that press conference. He won the press conference. He's got some humility going now. You know, he knows this is a make-or-break year. The dude, let's not forget, he was the Heisman Trophy winner. I know that doesn't guarantee you anything. But he's, he's the number one overall pick for a reason. The dude's got skills. He's he's competitive mofo. Um, he's going to be working with a lot of high-end talent. I, I think the best talent that he's ever played around. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say Rick... Nick Chubb is, or uh, Rashad White is Nick Chubb just yet. But um, I think in total with this offensive line that I think is going to be much, much better.